What's up, guys? This is Adam, the host of Dio Vicious World Radio. And I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to be collaborating with the Nerd One podcast on this next episode. We're going to be talking about the movie Parasite, and we're going to have a lot of spoilers. So I just want to let you guys know ahead of time, if you haven't seen the movie, you better stop, go see the movie, and then listen to this episode. Otherwise, I hope you guys have a really fun time. Buckle your safety belts, because this is a wild one. <laughs> Alright guys, welcome back. Um, we're back, this is Vincent from the Nerd One Podcast, and today I have... Adam from the Dio Vicious World Radio Podcast. And we are going to review a movie tonight with you. We're going to review Parasite. So Definitely. first off, uh, Adam, what do you think about the movie? Well, I really, really liked the movie. And it was definitely a movie that it just, it was one of those movies that you, you, you must go out and see. Because it's something that kind of takes you on this journey. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. It kind of takes you on this journey that you uh, you start to see it unfold and unfold and unfold, and you kind of know where it's going, but you just go, "Wow, this is crazy." Yeah, for me, I thought the movie was, was it was good. It was funny. It was weird, and near the end, it got it got crazy near the end. Yeah. Yeah, I, I seriously, it got me kind of excited in a weird way because when, uh, well, just to let everyone know, we are going to be doing spoilers today on yeah, this. We're going to totally, totally ruin this. For we're going to spoil the shit out of this movie. So yeah. if you guys have not seen this movie yet, you make sure you turn this episode off right now because this is going to be <laughs> super spoilers on this one. <laughs> yeah. And also... And, I'm, at least on my end, I apologize. I will probably butcher the names. Oh, yeah. I've, absolutely. I mean, uh, after you sent me the casting sheet and the notes on this, I was like, uh, I hope nobody gets angry with us, but we're not going to pronounce these names properly. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wish. I tried. I practiced in the mirror a dozen yeah. times. <laughs> it was crazy. So, yeah. I mean... What did you kind of feel like in the very beginning, like the move when you saw the way the family was living and the thing like that? Like, how did that kind of make you feel in the beginning? Like, it was a very kind of, you know, somber beginning. It was um, kind of the family who's kind of down to luck. Um, I know, according to the son, the both parents were out of work. Looks like yeah. they made what money they could by uh, making pizza boxes or folding them for. for <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I love how they're watching what was a YouTube video. Yeah. About the world's fastest peace box maker. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. They were watching like the world's fastest like pizza box folder, like, uh, you know, doing as many as they can in a minute or something like that. And oh my gosh. And then like trying to like find the free Wi Fi. Like, don't you know people like that? Like, I know, I know I have people that I know that are looking for their neighbor's Wi-Fi in their house. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and with me working in a mall, it's 
very common for seeing people walk by, like walk right in front of my, my you know, store's window, and like just almost press against it to get the Wi-Fi signal. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And so, like right away, like it catches you, like uh, right when you see it. Like even though the movie's in a different language, and yeah, there's subtitles, but right away it 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 it, it catches you by relating to somebody you, you there must be someone you know that is trying to find free wi-fi in the house and doesn't pay for regular wi-fi or doesn't have their phones turned on and they use people's hotspot or something like that and right away it gets you like oh i know someone like that mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was a big thing for me right when i watched it i, la- I had to laugh at that part yeah and for me i was actually fortunate enough to go see some theaters and, you know, seeing, actually watch it again uh, today as well, kind of be able to see other things I didn't see right away. Like um, when they're actually hand all those pieces, handing those pizza boxes over to the, you know, pizza company, how the sun is almost, I don't know, like, decept- not deceptive, but he's trying, trying, trying to con the lady into a job. Yeah. Like yeah, you, just, you, know, you got this guy. He's not working out. That's why we're making boxes for you. You know, hire me on. And I'll do such a better job. I'll come for an interview tomorrow. Yeah, and, and definitely. Like, okay. You almost you almost get a little appetizer of the sun's like like cunning like con artisty type vibe. Not I don't want to say con artist, but you know, like you get kind of his like skill level of. Mm-hmm the way he can talk to people and so and, and kind of use like like that, that uh i don't want to say social engineering but you know kind of a similar thing like he's kind of conning yeah like you said conning his way into a job by being like a really smooth talker mm-hmm. and so like you get a little taste of it and it's kind of cool that we're um talking about this movie today because you know how you and i did catch me if you can and it's kind of a similar character, you know, yeah, like a little bit, which is kind of crazy. And so this was, yeah, definitely. And so I, I really enjoyed that part. I thought that was like really, really cool. And I really like um, how the movie kind of starts. It, it kind of sets the foundation and then it starts, um, of course, with, I guess, one of their friends, um, is tutoring for like this rich family. Yeah. And he uh he goes traveling traveling abroad. And so he asks um yeah, I guess it's written down. Uh the son's name is Ki Woo. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's Kevin in English. You know, I wasn't sure. I know <laughs> when the the mom of the rich family, you know, when he actually was hired on She's like, oh, we're going to call him Kevin. I was like, oh, thank God. I can pronounce Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's crazy. Like, um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was really cool because I know they were all trying to find jobs. So you kind of have this, like, you, I don't want to say, like, pity, but, like, I felt sorry for them. Like, oh, my gosh, they, none of them have jobs and they're living this way where, like, they, like, are living, like, in a horrible situation and like they're spraying, I don't know. The guy come like some guy oh, comes yeah. in with a machine the fumigation. And, and sprays fumigation, and they're like, "Oh, keep the window open so it can kill their pests." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh man, that's horrible." That was yeah, really was bad. 
you see like it was the mom and the kids like choking and coughing and the dad's just like sitting there like I can handle this. This is yeah. Horrible. Yeah, and the and you could tell too, like the way the sister was, like the sister really, really smart. And I was like, Yeah, and like when, I, and we was, was actually going to interview for the job, how she made him like those, you know, college documents. Yeah. Even the dad points out like you know, if Oxford had a program for forgery, she'd be top of her class. Yeah. I thought that was really, really, I, that was pretty cool, actually. Because then you kind of got a taste, like, the family is, like, a really skilled family. Yeah. Like, they kind of, they know their stuff, except they fell on hard times. And so all they needed was one little in, and then all of a sudden you start to see some very interesting things happen. It's true. And, yeah, once the sun gets hard on, you know, um, the family, the family uh, and Mrs. Park was the mom, basically shows, you know, Kevin some of the artwork. And uh, what do you say the uh, little drawing was, like a monkey or something like that? Yeah. And mom's like, no, it's a self-portrait. It's like, oh, yes, yes, I can see that now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but then he takes, like, a step further, saying, like, oh, he knows someone. Um, it's like a it's like cousin's friend from Chicago who just came back to Korea. Yeah. He does, like, art, is an art major. And recommends, you know, his sister as, like, this art therapy art professor and she she's like she's like a little more demanding than the son is yeah where you know she goes in there for like the interview and the mom's like oh i always sit on the first session he goes no like it's me and the son and that's it <laughs> and like like i need to be here four times a week for two hours a week two hours a day and i was like oh that's what one requires like Wow, this lady's, I'm not saying she's gullible, but she's very trusting. Yeah, like, well, in the very beginning, I, I know that the guy said, like, oh, she's a very simple lady and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, the guy that, know. yeah, the guy that actually recommended uh, Kiwu uh, for the job. And then right when he comes in with all the documents, she's like, and it kind of scared me at first because she said, uh, I don't want to, uh, documents are fine. I don't care about the documents. And then yeah. she kind of said, "I want to, I want to sit in on your first, um, uh, your first uh, uh, oh, session with my daughter," yeah. and that worried me because I was thinking, "Uh oh, this guy has to fake it till he makes it," you know. Like yeah. I was thinking, this guy better be a good talker, or else, you know, it's not gonna, uh, you know, they may cross, you know, he may cross the line, or he may get, you know, she's not gonna want him to be the, um, you know, the tutor. Yeah, and so and and then right when he remember the part where he uh Kiwu he grabs um the girl's like uh wrist and yeah. like and then she her eyes open wide the mom's eyes open wide like what are you doing like what the heck are you and then he got really really like dramatic and said like you know like uh why did you skip that problem if you would have if you were in war you would have been uh you would have been in deep trouble. You know, just yeah. go with the flow and, and go right through and, and doesn't matter about about the problem. You know, if you get it wrong, just get through it and dominate the test. Mm -hmm. You remember? And like, <laughs> I'm sitting there 
And then I see uh, the mom pu- pull out her pa- pocketbook and like gave all this extra money. She's like, I'm going to give you money for inflation. I'm going to give you money for the session. And it was pretty cool. It was a cool part because you saw that once he got her trust, that's where it started. Like anything yeah. he said, she was going to listen to. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, I don't but for me, it was like once when I first saw it, and you know, they got the son got in there, you know, the daughter got in there. It's like they're just gonna go to the whole family now. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, but it's just kind of fun, just fun to see like how they got everyone in there. Oh, yeah, like in my head, the the I, I mean, I knew that they got the sister in, but when the sister went home. And she took off her panties and put them in the back of the car. I knew for a fact what was going to happen next, because I was telling I was telling my family when we were watching it. I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, they're setting them up. And then, sure enough, like it was such a good movie. The way like it talked about, like I don't know, just this family just was so smart and like being like working together and making this all kind of happen so that they all end up with jobs and they're all under their same roof and then yeah and then that's where the movie takes a very interesting turn yeah so the driver gets fired and Mm -hmm. her daughter recommends her dad say like she knows him as close as she would know an uncle Mm -hmm. and being an older gentleman he's not going to having problems with having ladies in the back. Right. Yeah. Absolutely right. He's not going to have any problems and then know the the roads really well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's going to be very responsible with that type of stuff. And then, uh, sure enough, he he gains the trust of Mr. Park. Mm -hmm. But... I was just tripping out on the crazy part about how um, everyone smelled the same. Yeah. How the, so they they started to recognize that. The little boy like ran to the, was it to the dad and they, they, <laughs> yeah. they all smelled the same. Like what? He smells, you know, the driver. He's, he's like, oh, um, you know, Kevin smells the same. Like, oh well, okay. I know that's so weird (laughs) that was so weird I was like wow that kid's really smart like especially because he's in Cub Scouts and he knows like like uh, Morse code and he knows all these different little things I was really really worried that that kid was gonna any at any minute be the person to like be the whistleblower or like to to let the parents know what was up yeah and so the whole movie, I felt like I was on eggshells. Yeah, I, from that part. I know for you know the, the little nanny, how they how, what they did to her. That was just mean. Yeah, that was really really mean. Yeah, the 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 nanny or the the housekeeper, mm-hmm. like that was so messed up. It was because they really like exploited. It was like a severe allergy. That's what it seemed like. And they, just, the way they did it was just like so 
Like, they did it very well. I'll put it that way. Yeah. I'm just so underhanded. Oh, gosh, yeah. Especially because she's been with the house before the family moved in. And, like, she's been there, like, since the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it's just crazy. I was like, how? I thought that that was one of the biggest challenges for the family. Like, how the heck are you going to get this made out of the house? And, like, I was like, ah, there's no way this is going to happen. And then all of a sudden, it's they find a way, you know, like, they... Like, uh, you know, they basically Mr. Kim uh, made it seem like the maid had tuberculosis. Yeah, that was <laughs> a quick draw of the hand. Like, you know, she coughs into a napkin, throws it into the, the trash. And Mr. Kim walks right. the trash, like a little hot sauce packet, squirts it on her. Yeah. Shows the, shows the mom, like, yeah. And they keep, keep putting peach fuzz. When they found out what her 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 allergy was, yeah, yeah, they put peach fuzz all over her neck and and like she started coughing all crazy, and then that then the 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 wife of the house, you know, really got alarmed by it. Yeah, she's like, you know, can't have this in the house. My husband would was it hate me or drawing quarter or something like that. They say like something severe is going to happen if my husband finds out. What actually happened? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I thought it was like, this is so insane. Like, because it just starts building. Like, this movie starts building and building and building. So she, because like now that you got all four fam, well, you got the the son, the daughter, the now the uh, the the husband or the dad is now the driver, and then now they're trying to get you know they get the maid out. And it's finally the mom in there. So you're like, whoa, they finally did it. They have all four family members in the house. Yeah. And then That's... what was it? Next thing is like the Park family goes on a camping trip. Right. And for me, like right there, that's when the whole tone of the movie shifted. Yes. It, it did like, definitely. It was like this kind of you know, kooky, fun, you know, kind of almost like a jokester kind of way. Like, let's, you know, get the family together and let's play almost like a prank on the family, on the, um, the park family. Right. But then, like, they're just having, having their time with the house and the fridge and all that. And, you know, eventually the old housekeeper, Nanny, comes and says, oh, I forgot something. And first time I watched it, I was like, "Don't let her in! Don't let her in! Don't let her in!" It's like it's it's gonna be bad. And I know they, they let her in. That you you described exactly what I was telling myself in my head, and and even my family, they're like, "No, don't let her in! Don't let her in! Nothing good can come out of this." Yeah. And then, like, sure enough, like they let her in, and I'm like, "Oh, they are gonna get caught." Like something's gonna happen. See, at first I thought it was gonna be one of those. I thought she was gonna like go somewhere, refuse to leave, kind of thing. Yeah. We found out That's something. what I thought. We found out like, it's way more specific than that. It's like she's been mm-hmm. hiding her husband in a secret like basement. Just yeah, in the bunker in the house. Yeah, for four years. That is so freaking crazy. Yeah. It's like looking at it like. 
Okay, this is getting a little dark, but now yeah. it's getting a little dark. Yeah, that made it really dark and really crazy because it made me think now the movie took on another meaning. Like, you know how you're trying to find a message in the movie? Like, okay, parasite, like, yeah, you know, these people are leeches or these people are, are like, like parasites, like just sucking the money out of these, this rich family to like support their family. And you're thinking that, but then you realize that the maid is also a parasite because, because remember when Mr. Park told Mr. Kim, like, oh, you know, my, my maid was, my old maid was a great maid, but she kind of ate too much. She like ate enough for two people. I don't know what the heck was wrong with that. And so that was like, kind of like a clue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then when you find out that she's hiding her husband downstairs in the basement, it's like, no wonder why she looked like she ate so much. She freaking was bringing him food down there. Yeah. And then with the other things were coming up about the sun and like the ghost, like the ghost, oh, the yeah. sun saw a ghost. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, this is such a crazy movie. Cause now I know, now I get what's happening. Like the sun got traumatized. From seeing you know? coming up, up the stairs. So yeah. Yeah. How it's made so much sense. I was like, oh my gosh, this movie's crazy. Yeah. And like, what was it? The the son, daughter, and um, Mr. Kim like are hanging out on those stairs, listening to the you know the mom hear the pleas of the former housekeeper, saying you know please just let live down here, he won't cause any trouble, you know just feed him once a week, or yeah. bring food once a week, and she's like no, I'm just gonna call the cops, and yeah. she, you know the whole family falls down the stairs. And start calling each other, you know, by their names and saying, Dad, "Oh yeah, that's the part. That's the part that really bugged me because I was thinking, like, man, if they weren't like just like eavesdropping, and then like they fell down there and gave themselves away, they probably would have been okay. I mean, like even the mom, like if she would have just said, "Okay, fine, I'll feed them or whatever," you know, like just say whatever, but you got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. That's all she had to do, but instead she's like, "I'm calling the cops," da, 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 and all this craziness. And it's like, oh man, like this is insane, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what I would do. It's crazy. Yeah. Then was it? Uh, they all started fighting over the phone because the phone oh, yeah. the video of them calling each other mom, dad, and son. Oh yeah. And she's kind of like, "Well, I got you now." Even them. The husband who was locked down there, um, I remember said like, you know, this send button because she actually uh, put it in form of a text with the video uh, to Mrs. Park, saying like this button, the send button is like a a button for a nuclear warhead. You know, all you do is press it, and a whole family gets destroyed. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Dial Vicious World Radio Podcast. We'll be right back after this message. Yeah. <laughs> so, dude, That's... you might have been kind of psycho down there in that bunker. Yeah, and, like, I just, it, the movie just went crazy after that. Like, just, like, like the the fighting... You know, like the the, uh, the part where the the lady like like 
pretty much tumbled down the stairs and hit her head and got a really bad concussion. Oh, yeah. And I was like, ooh, she's dead. Or she's probably close to being dead. I don't know what's going to happen there. Well, just the sound it made. Like a, oh, yeah. Like if you hit the wall, just like that cracking. It's got this oh, God. Crack. It's like, yeah. Oh, she dead. Yeah. It's like, you know, falling arms, like, I have a concussion. It's like, you have more <laughs> than that. Yeah. Like, she was, like, dizzy and throwing up and mm-hmm. dizzy and throwing up. Yeah, she was done. I thought she was done, and like, and then I thought that the husband was gonna see that his wife was dead and go crazy, anyways, because mm-hmm. I thought that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, he's gonna see that his wife's dead, and she's he's gonna go nuts and and like give everybody, you know, like he's gonna whatever, you know, with the light and all the other stuff, like just going crazy. Yeah, with, and, with the light, um, he was doing like an SOS, you know. Yeah. And you And that's what another thing I was gonna say too is I don't think they revisited I don't think they revisited what the little boy wrote down. I mean like I don't know. Like you know how the little boy was writing down what he was saying? Mm-hmm. Like I don't really remember in the movie where they revisited that part of it, like um like uh yeah, like revisiting that that part of of like the SOS and stuff like that um on that part like from the son from the the guy the husband that's downstairs in the in the basement to the son that's out there in the tent watching the light turn on and off or whatever yeah like i don't remember them going back to that but that's okay it just reminds you that you know that that's going to become important later yeah it, it it did. Yeah. I just, in my head, I just kind of got really, like, I was, like, thinking in my head, like, do you think that, because you know how they were kind of, like, um, overhearing the couple on the couch um, discussing, like, their smell and all that stuff? Do you think, like, inside <laughs> he was getting angry? Like, inside, like, Mr. Kim, I think, was getting angry because he was thinking, like, this rich guy is telling me or is telling his wife like how bad I smell. And I think it was starting to get him angry. And I think something inside of Mr. Kim like snapped because like he thought in his head, like, like this guy, you know, keeps talking about my smell and this and that. And like, you just had this something inside of him, like building up also. Yeah. Like it was crazy. Like, I think he built, he built resentment. I think he did build resentment for um, Mr. Park. Yeah, like uh, something about uh, there's something interesting about Mr. Kim that I'd like to point out is that like he I mean, he he didn't take his family out of this whole situation. It was the son that took out the family out of this this situation. So there's probably some like in internal like. I don't, not failure, but like, you know, there's something inside of him feeling like he's, um, he's not taking care of his family. Mm-hmm. And, and then, and then on top of that, then the whole thing with, he smells like radishes. Yeah, that's right. I thought, he, I know they said something like, we smell like something that was, was radishes. Yeah. Yeah. It was like radishes. And then the set, and then the next thing that happened was like, you know, he, he was just getting upset about all these little tiny things. And then his wife got him upset you know, where she said something and he pretended like he was going to hurt her and sca- remember they scared the kids. 
Yeah. Like he looked like he was gonna hit his wife or something, and she didn't. He didn't. Yeah. And then the wife. Each other. Yeah, they were giggling. Like, it looked like he was gonna do something to her, and then she said, "Well, if it was really true, like I would knock you out or whatever." And so I think little by little, uh, Mr. Kim is getting this weird, like little um, built-up anger inside of him, and so. Mm-hmm. It, you see it start to overflow like he hit his limit when he's sitting there in the Indian costume at the birthday party. Yeah. When that he's talking. Scene, yeah, like, well, because he's sitting there talking to Mr. Park and they're talking and he crosses the line with whatever he said. Yeah. And so then I knew, I don't know, after that I felt like, well, you know, yeah, that, that that whole scene with the birthday party was just like so much in just a few minutes. Because mm-hmm. like it's there, and I know the daughter uh, brings up to the, uh, Mrs. Park, uh, sorry, Mrs. Kim. It's like, hey, we need to talk to those guys, you know, in the bunker. We need to sort this out. She's like, well, later, later, just take the suit to them. But then the daughter gets intercepted by Mrs. Park saying, hey, I need your help something. You know, basically, present the birthday cake, or I should say the the anti trauma cake. I think she called it. Yeah. And that's when um, Mr. Park and Mr. Kim are wearing the Indian headdresses. Like, okay, we're gonna go out there. We're gonna attack. Um, well, they call her Jessica. You know, that's like her. Oh yeah, Jessica. Like the stage name or her fake name. Right. And. You know, our son is going to come out and rescue her and defeat us and be victorious. And I think that's right, right there where Mr. Kim was just like, you know, that hatred is like there. He's like, I hate you. And Mr. Park notices it. He's like, hey, this is a work day for you. We're paying you extra for this. You got to play along. Right. Like, and that's like, like you said. Oh, keep going. Sorry. You're right. I was going to say, that's where I think he crossed the line. Yeah. Like, one of those, like, you're just, you know, an employee to me. Where I think, you know, Mr. Kim wanted to be, like, more more of those, like, yeah, but, you know, we're we're cool, though. Like, no, we're not cool. I'm your boss. You're your worker. I'm paying you for this. So, you know, work. Exactly. And it's just crazy because in my head, I'm thinking when the husband comes out of the, um, because I guess, you know, this whole time, all this stuff's going on, Kevin has fallen in love or, or he's, or the Kevin and the little daughter that he, or, you know, the daughter that was going to college that he's tutoring. Mm-hmm. They start a little romance, which I knew was going to happen, which is so funny. Oh, uh, they actually they kind of let on to it so early. Yeah, like the second and third session, he's they made a move on each other. I was thinking that like the guy, his buddy that recommended him for the job was going to come back and like kick his ass because of it, but that never. Mean. Yeah, but that never happened. I thought nope. that it might, but um, it's just crazy. You know, uh, the whole diary thing. He was in the diary and like they're, you know, whatever, kissing upstairs. And like he decides to go downstairs. And that's like the super crazy part, because that's when the husband from down 
below or whatever, you know, gets the the rock. Or I guess it was yeah, it's weird because I don't know why he takes the rock downstairs. He decides he's gonna I think he's thinking in his head he's gonna go do something to the the t- couple. Well, I wasn't like I was thinking. I wasn't sure if like he was supposed to if he was going to take rock down to them as a because for them for them it was given to them by uh, Kevin's friend as like a piece of like mm. it was like um something for good fortune, right? And you know, once they got it, they you know things started going from upswing for them until the, they used it as a weapon against the guy who was being in the street. Right. And yeah, when he took it to the birthday party, I was wondering like, is he gonna go down there and kind of finish the husband and wife off in the basement? That's what that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, see, I'm so glad you said that because that's what I thought was gonna happen. I'm like, he said he's gonna go take care of it. I thought maybe he was gonna go downstairs and knock him out with that rock. Yeah, it's kind of like a and like a moral comment like finish him kind of thing. Yeah. And then, ironically, he ends up being the one that gets knocked the fuck out with the rock. Oh, man. Because the guy gets a hold of it because he dropped it down the stairs or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He nailed him once, and but that second hit, man, you could just feel that. Well, did you see the part where, I mean, like, he put, he, you see, like, you see this really weird scene where Kevin's, like, reaching out for the wife and, and trying to check to see if she's alive. And you see this weird, like, little lasso, yeah. like, about to go around his neck like like to hang him like like a like a noose almost and like it just like got really really tight around in his neck and then he pulled him all the way over and and like tried to tie him around the pole or something mm-hmm. it was crazy it was i was like get over here <laughs> well and i kind of figured like you know because so, he put the handle for that kind of rope thing between like two pipes and I almost had a feeling like, is that wire going to kind of cut to his neck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, like it dislodges. He runs up the stairs, but you know, I was, I was hoping he would take it off his own neck and not let it drag around because you definitely, you know, that thing's like running, kept getting caught on things behind you. Yeah. But no, he keeps it on, and was it? Did, did he trip and? Yeah, he yeah. like something got caught, and then he ended up his legs flew out from under him, and then sure enough, the husband comes up behind and gets the rock and makes contact with his head. That's right, and then bashes him again when he's on the ground, and bashes him again, and then go run, and then goes up and then grabs a kitchen knife out of the kitchen. Yep. And I'm thinking to myself, like, oh my god, who is gonna take this guy out? Because I mean, I don't know. It's crazy. I would think like somebody would see this guy walking somewhere because yeah, he's he has a bloody face. Like everyone else, there's like yeah, clean and all that. Like he's walking around, there's blood over his face, like running over his nose, and uh, he looks like someone who just came from a horror movie or um like a Halloween party. Yeah, he looks like Carrie. Carrie from you know yeah, like With all that's exactly blood. what he looks like, like pig's blood. Yeah. But yeah, he walks right up and, you know, runs that knife right into the, um, well, Jessica's uh, chest. Yeah, and that was crazy because, was. Um, like, see, the thing that tripped me out, too, was, like, um, Mr. Kim had a weird thing where, in his head, he's like, he needs to be a driver and take um, the other um, 
uh, somebody else got stabbed too. Um, um, and was, I think he was playing a violin or something. Like, yeah, somebody got hurt, and he's trying to. Uh, was it the kid or somebody was being carried? Well, the kid had another seizure because he's because he's oh, the husband yeah. who was basically the ghost. That's right. That's so right. He saw him again, and his eyes rolled back. He passed head, out. Passed out, and you know, Mister Parker's like, you know, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. But Mister mm-hmm. Kim's like, he's in full dad mode because his daughter's bleeding, you know, death on the mm-hmm. ground. So he yeah, and he doesn't want to leave the less. daughter. Yeah, he cared less about that family. He's like, he's like, just throwing the keys, just tosses in the keys, and the mom is get is biting off the husband from the bunker. Knocks each right. the ground. Who I gotta say, you know, she was pretty badass for taking that guy on, you know, killing him with a skewer. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh awesome. yeah. Moon. Yeah. Yeah, Moon was awesome. Yeah, she was so freaking tough. Yeah, she's like And I think she would kick I think she would kick Mr. Kim's ass, her husband. Oh yeah. If if her husband ever hit her, I think she would have kicked the shit out of that guy. Oh yeah. Out of her husband. Easily. Yeah. It, like even though they were joking around before, yeah. Because I know for the whole thing, like I know the husband from the bunker, I think he sliced her leg, and that's when she kind of mm-hmm. jumped, jumped him and wrestled him to the mm-hmm. ground, grabbed a skewer, and just ran through his side. Right. Yeah, and then you're sitting there watching all these people get hurt, and in my head I'm thinking, Mister Kim, why the hell did you have to go and stab Mister Park? That, I was thinking in my twist for me. That was a twist for yeah. me too. Because, like, you know, what do you think? Why do you think he did that? I think he literally, like, he was already so pissed off. And then, you know, Mister Park's like, you know, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. And he's like, you know, not telling him, but like looking at his daughter bleeding on the ground, like, no, my place is here. He's like, you're the driver, and like. No, now I'm the dad, and then I because I think he knows that his daughter's dying, so mm. he goes, You know what? This is already gonna happen. I'm gonna do something real fast, grab that knife, and just runs right into Mr. Park's chest. I'm like, Oh, shit. I know. Oh my god, so you went from being when that happened, you're, you're gonna prison. Oh my god! And no, in my head, I'm like, oh no! Like on front of everyone, so there's millions of there's witnesses all outside, and then he kind of just like sneaks away with all the blood on his hand. He I don't know how he does it, but he sneaks away, and it shows his little escape route. Like he's about to go throughout the side gate and then up that real road before he gets to the main road. Instead, he jumps right back into the to the um you know, garage yep. and then goes through that little part in the kitchen and then right down stairs in the basement and closes that thing up. Yep. And because it's new home because it was vacant now. Yeah. But yeah, then they cut to this you know, showing the son has survived somehow. Like when I first saw it, I was like, he's dead. He's totally dead. Yeah. I thought he was dead. Like, I mean, that was, it might be because it's the good fortune rock. So maybe the message in the movie is because he got hit with the good fortune rock that, yeah, like he was laughing and stuff every time they like had him in court or at the doctor's office and they're trying to read him his Miranda rights and stuff. And, 
And he ended up just getting probation with his mom. And probation is good fortune because he should have been charged with more, right? And then finally, I know that it sucked that his his sister died, yeah, but I, I you didn't know, think, I didn't think she would. Like when they showed the son survived, yeah, like maybe the daughter did too. Like, I was uh, hoping, no, but... no memorial. Yeah, and that's crazy. Uh, Scylla told me, uh, she told me that that's actually how they bury. Like, if you're not rich, uh, like in those types of countries, mm-hmm. um, they have like a real. It, that's how they have a lot of cemeteries and stuff. Like, it's a clear window with like bookshelves, and they put a picture or an urn or whatever. And that's exactly that's how they really bury people. Like, mem- or they have memorials like that. You know, where they have like a glass window and they have your picture in the window with like an urn or some like item that was that was connected to you in your lifetime or whatever. Yeah. And so that's how they bury people like that sometimes. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, you know, how like the son had like this whole plan to, you know, really get like really super rich and be able to buy the house so he can actually have his dad escape or at least have to come out of the bottom. Mm-hmm. But then it also shows the dad learning Morse code so he can communicate, hopefully, with his son. And so mm-hmm. he does see at one point um, the dad talking to him because he's kind of like spying on the house. Maybe just kind of check, check up on his dad. Yeah, definitely. And I like the fact that, like, it has the son, like, kind of like going into the fantasy. I don't want to call it a fantasy because that's kind of he's just talking about his plan on how he's planning on purchasing the house. Mm -hmm. And once he finds out that his dad's possibly in the, you know, he goes in there, tries to, he's, he says what his plan's going to be. And then it just cuts to that. It's not that he didn't achieve it yet. It looked like it at first because they kind of go through the whole, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, he bought the house, and then they hugged, and then all of a sudden it cuts back to him sitting in the old house. It's snowing. That's and right. he's, yeah, and he hasn't done it yet. But you know in his head, the whole audience knows that that guy is pretty smart, and he, he you know, he put the whole thing together before. Yeah. He might be able to do it again. Mm-hmm. And hopefully Parasite, Parasite 2 comes out. <laughs> That'd be awesome. We'll see, but <laughs> yeah, I know this movie um, cleaned up. It's probably meant to end like that. Yeah. So this movie really cleaned up at the award shows this year too. Oh man, um, yeah, it did. It took home four Academy Awards. It took home what was it six Oscars? Yeah, Best Picture. Yeah. I think uh, directing too, right? As Best Director. Um, Best International Feature Film. Uh, right. It won the, the Screen Actors Guild Award for Outstanding Performance. Um, it won the British Independent Film Awards, Best International Film. Wow. Yeah. And this is a very, very decorated movie. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, yeah. for anyone who hasn't seen it and listened to all this, it's still worth going to see. Um, oh, yeah. You have now. to see this movie. I mean, no matter how much how much we've spoiled, it still couldn't. I mean, this movie is so awesome, and it's such a cool watch. It's worth purchasing. It's worth renting. It's worth buying. It's a good movie. It's a really, really good movie. Yeah, and 
I mean, I've also seen, you know, another movie of one of the directors who, the director is Bong Joon-ho. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen other, other movies, and honestly, go see them. I mean, they're all subtitled, so yeah, you will be reading a little bit, but they're worth it. They're... What are, what are some of the movies that the this director's done? You know, let me look real, real fast. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to... Oh, no, we good. I was going to... Um, I'm remembering. Um, I'm looking that up right now. Actually, checking that out because that's um, Boon Jun Ho, and he's actually wow. He used to wear a mustache before, <laughs> and wow, he's done a lot of stuff. He did uh, Snowpiercer. Yep, that was that's good. Uh, oh, he did Okja. You know the one with that creature. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, that one's a pretty cool one. Mm-hmm. That's a really, really good, really, really good movie. I'm looking at some of the stuff on here. and Yeah, he's, this is a really big win for him because I don't think any of his other movies, except for Okja, I think. Okja won some awards, but I think it was more for the actual movies. It made $50 million and it only, well, no, it was a $50 million budget. And, ooh, it's actually a bomb, actually. Fifty million dollar budget and two million in the box office, but it got an eighty six on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I know. I I, I watched the host um, with my wife, and it, see it. Um, it's twisted. Oh really? Yeah, it's one of those. It's been out um, since two thousand six, but mm-hmm. yeah, watch it. Uh, the host, I'll have to check that out because that's, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. But, wow. Um, yeah, so definitely, if you haven't seen this one yet, go see it. Um, I'm hearing it is back in theaters as well. So you go for a theater experience, go see it. Oh, yeah, they usually do that for the Oscars. They they put um, movies back into the theater so people can watch it for Oscar season. Um, yeah, yeah they. Yeah, and they and they won they won for best original screenplay too. So mm-hmm. that's actually really really that's a really big achievement too because that's a you know to knock out all those main categories like that that's a sweep. Yeah. So and we were watching the Oscars too, and you know every time they're you know nominated is one of those. I don't think they take it, but this and like always one of those like but this one will probably win instead, but. I mean, it's fun it's like, to see his reactions every time he, he won one of those, one of the Oscars. Just how yeah. happy he was. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, not just one of those, like, I want to thank everyone's like, well, this, this actually happened. So. Mm. But, um, Fiona, any final thoughts on the movie, Adam? Well, I'm just really glad that, um, you know, they're having a lot of uh, re- representation. Of course, that's a really big part of today's um, climate, you know, like people talking about movies and things like that. Um, all the different cultures and, and um, you know, different countries rep- getting represented by these types of films and stuff is really good for Hollywood. Um, this movie was such an original. It was such a great movie to watch. I know for a fact that movies like this exist everywhere 
in all different kinds of languages and cultures and we're just not seeing them because there's no they're not being represented or a movie a movie company is not putting the energy to market it properly and you kind of find these gems you know on the independent circuit you know like you kind of find them on accident so this was a really good movie to watch and i'm so glad it got a little bit more um attention and it really got a lot of people to go out and watch it and i think that's why i've opened my eyes to much more choices because there's such good movies out there i think with this one you know getting so much attention i think it will open those barriers up you know for a lot of people yeah to go see more you know non-american movies Absolutely. And because there's so many good stories to be told. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people don't even know about anime and anime has existed for so long. And these adult commercial uh, uh, cartoons that deal with all this adult subject matter and like mm-hmm. the way that they, you know, y- we, you and I can talk about anime all day long and probably get into this whole thing. But that's long story short. Yeah, <laughs> that's another podcast. Yeah. But long story short, people don't know it exists. And because they think oh it's just an, a regular cartoon but there's some really good stuff out there yeah. and you just got to be um you got to be uh introduced to it yeah mm-hmm. it's just like discovering a new musical artist or a new type of um genre you know like you're like whoa i didn't know this was so good yeah yeah but i love it i love talking about movies with events you know we we love talking about this stuff oh yeah We'll do it again sometime soon, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm glad everybody out there is listening to us and talking about it. And hopefully they can put in their, their input and two cents as well. Yeah. So on that, um, so as we all, as both Adam and I uh, mentioned on our podcast, you can always find us on social media. So, I mean, I, mean, we're both, I think we're both on Facebook. We're both on Twitter. Uh, you're on Instagram as well, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, hit hit us up. I mean, I'm you know nerd one for everything, and I'm diovicious for everything. So let us know. Um, also, email. I mean, I'm nerd one podcast at gmail dot com, and I'm uh, diovicious world radio at gmail dot com, and that's uh, diovicious is just D I O V I C I O U S. And it's world radio at gmail.com. And one of these days we'll Email us. One of these days we'll do a podcast on the origins of what Dial Vicious really is. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That would be a fun one. Next time. But for now, folks, <laughs> uh, we thank you for listening. So if you can, um, like the podcast. We're on anchor.fm. Um, subscribe to your social uh, through social. Or you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a whole myriad of other ones. And share with your friends. And also um, leave us feedback. But until then... Yeah, definitely. um, I am Vincent, uh, the host of the Nerd One Podcast. And I am Adam, the host of the Dial Vicious World Radio Podcast. And we thank you both for tuning in. Have a beautiful night. And we'll see you later. All right. See you guys soon. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.